ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. Discover personally how the word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dykewood Mills. That draws us to Thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Now we are going to do something for just a few minutes. And then... um, We'll be moving on. Today's service is a little shorter than normal. It's Easter Sunday, and um, we are excited to be in church, and uh, we are blessed. First Corinthians 14. And verse 1. What does it say? Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Verse 2. He that speaks in an unknown tongue Speaks not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. How be it, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Amen. Are you there? Now, one of the important things is the mysteries of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 it says let a man so account of us or let a man think about us in this way as stewards of the mysteries of God. Now, 
God is mysterious and there are mysterious things about God. Amen? True or not true? Now, um, understanding everything is not so important in the house of God. Believing is more important than understanding. Amen. But understanding is also very, very important because the more you understand, the more you can go further with God. So, understanding is important in taking you further, but not when we say not understanding is important, it is because there are many things you can't understand. Amen. So, God has many mysteries or things that are not clear. Amen. Now, one of the greatest mysteries, mysteries of life. Hmm? And you see, when you pray in tongues, you pray mysteries. And perhaps you pray about mysteries. And one of the greatest mysteries is found in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8 and verse 9. Mysteries. Ephesians 1 verse 8 and 9 Wherein he has abounded us towards all, in all wisdom and prudence Okay Having made known unto us the mystery of his will One of the greatest mysteries of God is his will You understand? Yeah Let's start with life and death Sometimes some people are alive Okay, and some people are dead. Some people live long, and some people live short. Jesus had a short life. Jesus is one of the people who lived a short life. Abraham is one of the people who lived a long life. Is Jesus greater than Abraham, or Abraham is greater than Jesus? Did God bless us with long life or short life? So with long life I will satisfy you So It's not so clear On a John Do you understand What I am talking about Yeah So even life in its life itself Is mysterious To live or not to live Is mysterious Because um, It's just as, as real as it is You know Jesus said, no one takes my life. I'm the one laying down my life. So life itself is mysterious. And that's why we celebrate, when we have our birthdays, we celebrate and thank God that we are alive. Because we are like chickens in a certain sense. We don't know what day our owner may say, hey, finish. Finish for now. Are you with me? So that's mysterious. Then, the, the, then your sal- salvation is mysterious. It's so mysterious that some people came up with the theory that if you preach to a hundred people, one quarter of them, only one quarter of them will believe what you are saying. The rest will not 
Some will hear and just discard. Most would discard what you say. To the point that people came up with the theory of predestination. That it's only those who are destined to be saved who can be saved. So if you are sitting there and it's not your destiny, no matter how we preach, you can't change. Are you with me? Because... The preaching is so mysterious. Like some people shrug it off. You you say the wildest things, warnings, everything. They don't. I mean, they just ignore it. It's amazing. So salvation is also mysterious, and you can see a very anointed person give birth to a some way person. It's like the salvation is not. It's not moving down. And then you can see a very Samway person giving birth to a very anointed person. And you'll be asking the person, who is your father? Is it that bad man? And you say you are a priest. Is it not amazing? So salvation is also quite mysterious. Why one person chooses God and another person it doesn't seem to be anything one person likes church and another person tolerates church how many like church some people can't stand church at all when they come to church they always say you are lucky that I came today And they all grew up in the same house. Amazing. Mysterious. Then, I'm just talking about mysteries. First of all, life and death is a mystery. Because we are about to speak in tongues. And when you speak in tongues, you speak mysteries. And you start addressing mysterious things. Life and death. Salvation. Marriage. How somebody will like you is magical. Huh? Are you still around? Or if not noticed, sometimes somebody will come and show you this is my the person that I like. And you'll be thinking in your head, hey, do you need glasses? <laughs> and the type of people that people like are so different. In my experience, I've seen some like slim getting to bony. Slim getting to what? Bony. Some like middle size. And some like middle size getting to plump. And some like plump 
getting to Bugsum Majesty. <laughs> wow. So it's almost like there is nothing that you can say, this is nice and this is not nice. Well, every one of them says it is everything to somebody. There is nobody that's a, You can't say this is an ugly person What you are calling ugly You, you, are, you don't know It's one of the mysteries Beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder Said the elephant As he stooped to kiss the pig when the elephant was bending down to kiss the pig, he said, he told his friends who were wondering what he was doing, he said, beauty lies in the eyes of the behold. I know what I've seen in this pig. I know what I've seen. You can't advise me on that. It's mysterious. Bible talks about the way of a man with a maiden. It's one of them. So, as you are a sister... For somebody to like you. It's one of the mysteries. So when you speak in tongues, you are are speaking mysteries. Some of the mysterious things that are in the world. Some of the it is about directing some mysteries to be taking place. (laughs) Some people like tall. Some short, yes. A brother was asked, Do you want to? I said, I want short, I want short, I don't like tall. Yes, and a brother introduced me to his wife. He said, My wife is the tallest woman in the world, and truly, she was taller than me. And it was, it was short like this, she was taller than me. Yes, it's not that he married her when she was short and she grew tall. No, he he saw her taller than me. I said tall, taller than me, and that is what he, he wanted. It's mysterious, and he he stands out like like her son, and that she's. Well, but that is what he 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 he, he laughs. So tongues, eh, it's a one of the wild things in the world. You can't tell what you are praying. And it is good that we are given a mysterious prayer weapon which prays mysteries. Because there are many mysteries that need prayer. Maybe you are supposed to be the first lady of Ghana. Hmm? The first what? Lady of Ghana. Or the first lady of something. It's mysterious. There are people, you don't have even money to do your hair. But when God blesses you, with that mystery, you'll be shocked. Money to do your hair. You'll be traveling with your hairdresser. 
your hairdresser will be part of the entourage. And your suitcases will be 10. Only you. Meanwhile, now you don't have even a bag. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. The will of God is mysterious. That's Ephesians 1 verse 9. It says, the mystery of the will of God. Ephesians 1 verse 9. Having made known to us the mystery of his will. Yes. If you have ever told me that I will be a pastor of a church called First Love Church. If you have told me this seven years ago. I'll ask you, what church is called First Love Church? I don't know any church called First Love Church. I have not seen any, any church called First Love Church before. I don't know it. If you are waking me up in a dream seven years ago, in a dream, so First Love Church, whatever. I said, what is First Love Church? I said, I don't know. Personally, I don't know First Love Church. My church is Lighthouse. That's what I would have told you. Yes. It's mysterious. Yes. So the will of God, what, like what God is going to do and what he wants to happen is not clear. If you think it's clear, please, I beg you, I beg you, I beg you. These days I've been begging people when I, when I preach, I start to beg, I beg you. Things are not clear. And that is the essence of speaking in tongues because you start to address things that are not clear. Yeah. Things that are mysterious, mysteries. You speak, you also speak things that are not clear. The language itself is not clear. It takes faith. Yes. It takes faith. You see, when a lion is going to eat, he eats. An antelope and spoils somebody's family. Do you get it? And through that, his family survives. So there are people that die to make others live. Yes. Their exit makes you come in. True. Amazing. There are people who leave for you to come in. When they go, it gives a place for you. If they were around, you will not have your place. Yeah. But it's mysterious. You can't tell who is going to be who. When I, when I met my wife in, at Legon, I mean, she said hello. She had a a way of saying hello, nice, very friendly, and all that. And <laughs> those of you who don't smile, you, you see, don't, don't, you don't talk, you don't smile, you don't say anything. You are just quiet. Anyway, I remember because we had met all of them, asking my roommate. Do you see? Charlie, do you remember the name of that girl? Because the way she said hello to me. No, no, listen, listen. The way she said hello, you know, it will it be some way for me 
not to remember her name because I couldn't I couldn't remember her name. I said, Do you remember the names? This one, this one, this one. Because she was near to somebody who was from my school. But I didn't know her because they were from another school. One of these schools in Cape Coast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> She's not from Achimota, so it's one of these. <laughs> yeah, the others. Girls' schools and so on, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I didn't know when I was asking my roommate, because I, I particularly remember. Because sometimes I, I don't remember somebody's name. I have to check. Because I, I, I like to know people's name. I don't like calls over here. Oh. Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> but I didn't know that I was asking for my wife's name. <laughs> it's mysterious. Mysterious, great, wonderful things are going to begin to happen in your life. And it's going to happen as you pray out the mysteries of His will by speaking mysteries and lining up mysteries to God. That's, a, that's the importance of praying in tongues. Because the truth is that if you pray with your understanding, you will never pray about it because you don't know what it is. The truth is, you don't know it. So how can you pray about it? You, till from now till you die, you will never pray about it. Until you pray in tongues, then you start to speak mysteries. Because from now till whenever, you will never pray about what you don't know about. Yeah. Till you speak in tongues, then you start to speak mysteries. So when I was at Kolebu, as a student, I used to go to the beach and speak mysteries. I was speaking about the mysterious church called Lighthouse. UD, first laughter. Things we don't know. I didn't know about. I didn't even know there would be a church. Yeah. Things are mysterious. So I want you to be one of the greatest tongues speakers that has ever been born in this world. How many concerns that as you are coming to first life church, you are becoming more spiritual and you are developing spiritually. Yes, I want you to be strong spiritually. Stand up, please. We are just a few minutes. Today is Easter Sunday, but some tongues must. How many feel? How many feel more encouraged to pray in tongues? Pray mysterious tongues about mysterious things. Lift your hand and begin to speak mysteries. Kama shondele be kebaranda la babanda le baba. Hayondolo mo kebaranda la mamanda le be baba. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thanks a million. Thanks a million, Jesus. Thanks a million, Jesus. Holy hands. Holy 
Comandere Nemineno, Mandoromo Cabaria Dagnestoria, Mandoromo Cobantani and Dile, Gembre Gastoria, Rapacota Caria Delebea, Amanda la Macaba, Shelly Macaboria, Valenestoria, Shera Bacota la Jesus, Iroko Bacata Caso Cayadaba, E Cadabora Bacasande de Meandaba, Malira Lusteria. Corinthians chapter 14 verse 14 what does it say first Corinthians chapter 14 verse 14 if I pray in an unknown tongue my spirit prays you see but my understanding or my mind is unfruitful my mind is what unfruitful so what does that mean you have a spirit And your spirit is different from your mind. So there are different parts of you. Is that not so? Yes. Now, some time ago, people thought that the body was just made of meat. But now we know that there are different parts that are also different. So there is a heart. You can take the heart out. And if you understand it, you see that it's different from other parts of the body. So you have a spirit. Now the reason why put if you have a living Bible, do you have a living Bible? This is the same verse. You see, the reason why we use time to pray when you become spiritual is that you don't understand what you are saying. So how can you know when it's you finish praying? Huh? Yeah. You don't even know that you finished. You don't even know that you 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 you, you finished saying what you were saying. <laughs> so that is why you need time. You need to say, uh, uh, "Amen." You don't even know when you said you said "Amen." So that's why we use time. That's so. Somebody advised that one of the best ways to learn how to pray is to listen to a favorite message. And pray in tongues as you are listening. And it's a very, very good piece of advice. You listen to a favorite... Because your mind is not working. You see, that's why praying in tongues is a more spiritual thing than speaking. Because when you speak to God, even in English, Oh God, I thank you. You believe that God who is nowhere within the sound barrier around you, is hearing beyond Jupiter. 
That, all, that is faith. So it takes faith to pray. How much more to say something that you cry, you don't understand before sound barrier and Jupiter and all these things are coming in. You don't understand what you are saying. It takes even more faith. So it is a more powerful and more spiritual way of praying. And you need to learn how to do that. Amen. So when you pray in tongues, your spirit prays. But your mind is untrue. That's why you can read even when you pray in tongues. You can uh, listen to preaching when you are praying in tongues. You can read your Bible when you are praying in tongues. You can walk around and you'll be taking decisions. Turn left, turn right as you are praying. You can pray when you are driving. You can pray all the time. That's when you can fulfill that scripture. Pray without ceasing. Amen? Yes. So, let us pray concerning your life. About the mystery of your life. Just open your mouth and begin to pray in tongues. If you can't pray in tongues, pray in English or whatever language you can pray. If you can't pray in tongues, you pray in whatever language you can pray in. Rabba 
concerning the mystery of the will of God for this year I don't know what mysteries lie ahead your hands whatever is mysterious Lord we commit it to your hand Jesus is risen. Yes. We are blessed and healed. Yes. Believe it. Yes. Because he is risen. Thanks, Lord. Thanks, Lord. Thanks for everything. Yes. Thanks for the your glory, your yes. beauty, your mercy. Yes. Your kindness. That's what we are enjoying. Kindness and forgiveness. Thank you for this blessing. Now just confess your sins for a moment. Lord, whatever is wrong, whatever is a mistake, Jesus. Whatever is lacking negligent in your life you have neglected to do it you have disobeyed you don't feel good you don't feel happy about whatever Lord let the blood of Jesus cleanse us we pray for mercies we do not appear before your presence sounding great and good but we come begging for your mercies, your goodness, your kindness. Hey, la ramande, da 
Don't 
you can put your hands together. I believe we've had a concert this morning. And I already, how many of you want a Christian girl? You want a good, good. And how many of you want to be a Christian girl? You want to be. In fact, I feel like listening to that song again. I think when I wake up, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'll let it just be playing in my house for whoever has to hear any such thing. And it's a blessing. But we've come to the wonderful part of the, the, the service. And um, tell your neighbor he's risen. Christ has arisen and he is resurrected. And I believe that on a special day like this, there's no better person to bring us the message that the Lord has for us and to show us what God is leading us into. Another set of great principles. Lift your voices, clap your hands, and let's welcome the servant of God, our prophet, Bishop Dad, you and Mel. Blessing we have on this wonderful Easter Sunday. Bless our lives mightily. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Christ is risen. I think you're supposed to say, He is risen indeed. When I say Christ is risen, say he's risen. You didn't go to uh, Orthodox Church. Okay. Christ is risen. risen Christ is risen. Is Is that all? Am I supposed to say something else? That's it. Okay. I think so. Christ is risen. Amen. So we are so excited. How many enjoyed Ida's music? Beautiful. Wonderful. What a blessing we have. Amen. Want a Christian girl? (laughs) Fantastic. Today is Easter Sunday. I just want to share a short message on seven great Easter personalities. Seven great Easter personalities you must remember and learn from. Number one, Pontius Pilate. Matthew 27 verse 13 Then said Pilate unto Jesus Hearest thou not how many things they witness against thee? And he answered him to never a word Insomuch that the governor marveled greatly Amen The first Thing you can learn from this personality, one of the key figures in this drama that led up to the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus was Pontius Pilate, the famous politician who stood there as a man of authority. Whenever you are in authority, you got to be careful because you see, we are not all in authority, but a time comes in life. Where you become the person in charge of something Maybe you become a judge Maybe you become a lawyer Maybe you become a governor A a member of parliament A president, a vice president 
But many people who come into such positions do not do the right thing when they are there. And the first thing you must learn from such people is that you have to be careful of them. And so Bible said, Jesus answered not a word. Not a word. There are people that are not worth a word from you. An answer. A discussion. They are not worth. And Jesus, I mean, the, he, he said, the Bible says that he, he, he answered to him never a word. In so much as that the governor marveled greatly like so many things are being said. You want you don't want to say anything at all. You know, but you see, when you are before people, there are people when you say whatever you say doesn't mean you say this, you say that. Even even elections, you see so, so many bad things said about this side or about that side. Most people don't change what they are going to vote for. <laughs> true or not true. Alright? Then the next thing you find to learn about Pontius Pilate is that he was a pleaser of men. Alright? He was a pleaser of men. Hallelujah. And then when they were gathered together, hallelujah. He said, will you that I release you Barabbas or Jesus? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. And when he had sat down on his judgment seat, his wife sent unto him saying, have nothing to do with that just man. They called him a just man. For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. Alright? But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. And the governor asked and said, which of the two will you that I release? And they said, Barabbas. And they said, what shall I do with Jesus? And they all said to him, let him be crucified. And the governor cried, what evil has he done? They cried, more, let him be crucified. And when Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but rather that a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this man. So Pontius Pilate was a pleaser of people, of the masses. As long as you want to please a lot of people, you cannot do the work of God. And you cannot serve God. So, you know, we are all like that. But when you get into a position where it matters, then you see that it really matters. And it's really unfortunate. Somebody said he was going to sue uh, the Jews for killing Jesus. He was going to sue Israel or so for, for killing Jesus. Is, that, is it not true? I heard somebody say going to sue them. You know, because when you read the story, you read the facts, you, you see that, I mean, it's amazing. Why? But the multitude wanted it. The multitude wanted it. So you find that people love to do things because the multitude wants it. So decide not to be someone who does things because the multitude does it. If you are a singer, the multitude would love you to do certain things when you are singing. 
has a multitude, but you don't have to do what the multitude wants. Don't try to be a pleaser of people. Amen. Amen. When you are a pleaser of people, you lose your best friends. You know, one time I was relating with somebody and the person had other people also that he was he could have pleased apart from myself. And then he decided to play a game. But in the end, the game became apparent to me. He tried to please that and also tried to please me. But you see, at the end of the day, you, you see you see through it. Now this person is just playing games. So in the end, what happened was that he lost me as the type of friend that I could have been to him. And probably one of the best allies and friends that he could have. Because he was trying to play, you know, everybody. I please you, please. I'm okay with everything and okay with everybody. And you have some politicians that are like that. You see, Obama was like that. He's like a very nice person to everything, likes everything, everybody, everything is okay, and all that. I don't want to mention anybody in Ghana, but at least Obama is far enough in America. You get it? But you, you see there are people who they really want to please everybody, and everybody, you know, to be pleased. But that's one of the things that led to the crucifixion of Jesus. One of the greatest evils, if not the greatest sin ever committed by human beings. To kill God. Huh? God became a man. And they killed him. So pleasing people. Can lead to the greatest evil in your life. So decide not to be. A pleaser of the group. But someone who does. What is right. Even in the church for me as a pastor. Look, if you preach about money, prosperity, everybody comes alive. They want it. So you can end up just doing what people like and what people want. So even a pastor has to face that reality. You're going to please a lot of people or you're going to please God. Luke 16 verse 16. Let's read it. Luke 16 verse 16. Luke 16 verse 16. What does it say? Sorry, Luke 16 verse 15. And let's all read it together. Mm. Yes. You are the ones who are always justifying yourself before the group and before the crowd. But God is looking at the hearts. And that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination to God. So that day, the people chose Barabbas, the multitude. You know, people, people don't... Um, Realize that Jesus was actually rejected by the crowd. Yeah. So Jews, if you read my book, How to Neutralize Curses, you see one of the chapters that talks about the history of the Jews. They had something they called the deicide. You know, like the killing of God. And they, Jews have suffered 
since the, uh, the crucifixion of Christ, they've been persecuted. So that few Jews are Christians. They used to beat them to become Christians. They used to beat them in all the European countries. From AD 70, all Israel was scattered to Russia, Germany, France, Italy, everywhere. If you care to read that book, you'll see the chronology of the history there. And you'll be amazed. I mean, they beat them, they forced them to join Christianity. That They, they killed God. <laughs> so, Jews, you know, really didn't get on with Christians. It's recently that, you know, a lot of Christians have recognized that Jesus Christ himself was a Jew. You know, and that Israel is are God's people. And so God's people, I mean, are God's people. Even though they rejected Jesus, they are God's people and they have a place. And it's through them that we got Ezekiel, Jeremiah, all these. They are all Jews speaking to Jews. Yeah, it's all Jews speaking to Jews. So, um, the, the masses there, Charlie, they didn't like him. So, even in the church, you see, the, the groups, they don't want certain things. So, don't try to be, you know, a girl. Everybody likes what you wear. Everybody's wearing, so you also wear. You know, you do, everybody's doing, so you also do. Everybody's doing that, so you also do that. Everybody's not doing this, so you also not do that. You can never please God. You always be justifying yourself, trying to join a crowd Trying to join a group. I don't think the crowd that we saw at Independence Square on Friday would have come by trying to please people. You see, so rather trying to please God leads us to even have more people. You see, it may not come as quickly, but it comes in the end. So Pontius Pilate made a sad mistake. He should have chosen Jesus and said, you know something? All of you can shout, you can shout till tomorrow morning. As long as I'm the head of this area, an innocent man is not going to die for nothing. I'm not a fool. You think I came here to come and implement injustice and wickedness? As long as I am in this position, the right thing will be done. That's what you could have said. And there would have been no crucifixion. And we would have died and gone to hell. Mysterious. I mean, God would have had to come up with another plan if Pontius Pilate had suddenly decided not to follow the multitude. That's why it's important to pray about the mystery of his will so that different people along the way decide the right things. Yeah. Wicked people who are stubborn, God is using them. You know, don't be so sad in your life when you meet people who don't change their mind according to what you think. Because God said, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. So God hardened his heart so that he wouldn't change his mind. You know, so there are people that sometimes you encounter, don't worry too much. It, is, it produces the will of God in, 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 in your life, especially if you pray about it. Alright, so from today I prophesy that stubborn people and wicked people the decisions they take around you are going to work for your good in Jesus name Amen. Amen so don't fear but you when you come into a place decide to do the right thing now I'll tell you 
something happened. And years ago, when we were uh, starting, the church started. I was a medical student. I think I was in like fourth year, fourth year, fifth year. And uh, we started the church in a classroom at the School of Hygiene. And um, we used to keep our instruments, the drums and the piano in our rooms. Bishop Hamish is one of the chief keepers of instruments. So anyway, here is the medical school and here is the road and here is the school of hygiene classroom. There's a medical school hostel where we sleep. Here is the road. Are you seeing? I say here is the hostel. Here is the road. Here is where the church was. The church was in the classroom, one of the classrooms. So we used to go there to pray. Then one day, a group of medical students rose up. This must be in 1986 or 87. And they rose up and they said that, we came here to learn. And these people, led by Dark Heward Mills, are disturbing us in the school. So they went to the dean to ask that we should be banned from what we are doing. And then they went to the head of the school of hygiene to ask that we should be removed from that place because it disturbs them. Because here is the medical hostel, here is the road, and here is the classroom that we were meeting. He said, we used to pray. God, we are praying for all of you. You are not born yet. But when they went to the principal of the school of hygiene, God bless him. He said, Mr. Dear student, medical delegation, a group have risen. He said, as long as I'm the principal of the school of hygiene, there will be church, there will be church in this school. I'll never stop church from happening here, as long as I'm here. Clap for him very well, clap for him very well. Yeah. If he had said, hey, medical students, they don't want it. Hey, people are not happy. How many of you say, oh yeah, all of us don't like it. And a multitude of students, we were the strangest group to them. If he had done that, we may not be here today. Because I don't know where we would have gone. Yeah. Because we tried to be at the medical school, but one of the professors came and said after the first service that, no, 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 no. It cannot be. One of my lecturers. He said, out. I went to see him personally because I knew him personally. I was a family friend, family re- uh, relation, family, whatever. We were something. And I went to see him. And he said, no, 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 no. There cannot be any church here. So then from there to the school of hygiene. And the principal said, as long as I'm here, this church, the church that will be church here on Sundays. You see, that's the difference. So, just remember that when you ever get into power, 
or you are a powerful person somewhere, do what is right. Because eternity will judge you for what you did. Yes. Catherine Kuhlman, something similar happened to her. You know, she had this divorce. You know, she was a very, very famous uh, preacher. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10, put it on. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. He says, do I persuade men or do I please, do I persuade or do I please men? Am I seeking to please men? He said, if I yet please men, I will not be the servant of Christ. Pleasing men cannot make you the servant of Christ. You see, the songs that I'm singing, that uh, Ida is saying, we are singing Christian songs. Whether somebody, whether it's tree or eight, because somebody says, oh, sing tree so that more people will, or tringlish, so that more people will, 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 will understand it. You know what tringlish, tringlish is? Tringlish is the combination, yes, of tree and English. Yes. Sing it in tree English or sing it in tree. So that more people can, whatever. What song is this? What are the topics of this? So we don't understand these topics. You get what I'm saying? I, I don't care. If you don't know, you don't like it. I don't care about it. We are not trying to please people here. I'm a soul winner. I mean, we dance it in church. What is the What is the dancing? We are dancing. If it is a bother, there are so many churches that are not dancing. Are you there? Don't try. Look, if I please men, I will not be a servant of God. Yeah. Everybody says this dress is nice, but it's not good. So everybody says it's okay, but it's not good. Don't please people. You do your hair for people to say it's nice. You look like no one is not nice, oh. The person who you should believe is the person who ever tells you that it's not nice. Not the person you should believe. And the person tells you that, oh, I don't you know fine. That's the person that when he says he's fine, is true. Are you there? Yeah. So don't try to please people. One day you'll be in an important person. And you'll be surprised. I'll give this story, you know, before I, I move on very quickly. That, you know, Catherine Kuma, she was very famous. She became, she was just about to become world famous. And then she had divorced some years before. In America, they didn't like those things. If you have, even up to today. Well, although a lot of people are divorced now. But, um, God has used a lot of divorced people. Eh? Yeah. God has used a lot of divorce. The founder of the Four Square Gospel Church, Amy Semple, my person. She formed the Four Square Gospel Church because when she was divorced, she was not accepted in the Assemblies of God. So she decided to form a new church. So that's the Four Square Gospel Church. It was because of divorce. Yeah. Anyway, are you still in the church? Yeah. So somebody wanted to uh, spread a bad story about her and came to the police and brought the publication of her divorce that he should publish it uh, now so when he publishes it to finish her in the system so instead of publishing it he called her and she came and he showed her this I said I'm not going to 
publisher. He never, he never published it. She sent him flowers every year till she died. Yeah, she was very grateful for him, to him. And then a, a point came where whatever they published, it wouldn't work anyway. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that one day you may be an important person, Pontius Pilate, you may be a this, you may be that, you may be whatever. May you never fall into the mistake of Pontius Pilate. Then Pontius Pilate took water to wash his hand. But you cannot wash your hand off Jesus Christ. I mean, up till today, even the Christian creed, we mention Apostles Creed, we mention his name, suffered under Pontius Pilate. It's like, we want to know that it is this man who did it. And he took water. Somebody give me water. He took water. He was trying to wash his hands. He cannot wash it away like that. It won't go. What you did. And many politicians cannot wash away what they did. True. Look at the state of the country. 61 years of a certain type of independence. A certain type of what? Independence. Yes. So I hope you are listening now. One day you will be in a place where you'll be very important. When that day comes, don't please men, please God. Second important person, Mary Magdalene. Wow. She loved Jesus. Write it down. She loved Jesus. And what? Jesus gave her the vision. All right. And she who loved Jesus had to help those who were far from Jesus. Who didn't love him as much. So in John 20, Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping. And she stood looking into the sepulcher and seeing two angels in white. And they say unto her, woman, why that weeping? She said, because they have taken away my Lord. And when she had that said, she turned back and saw Jesus standing and knew not it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? Supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him and I will take him away. And Jesus said unto her, Mary. Not his mother. This was Mary Magdalene. He said, Mary. And she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. And Jesus said, Touch me not. Wow. For I'm not yet ascended. She was coming to hug him. Hey, no time. This is not time for hugs. I'm not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren. Say to them, I ascend unto my father and your father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. May you be like Mary Magdalene. Amen. Amen. Is that not amazing? Luke chapter 8 verse 1. Soon after Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns. Alright. And he took his 12 disciples with him. I think I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And he took his 12 disciples with him along with some women. Who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene 
from whom he had cast out seven demons. Hey! Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, and Susanna and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. So ladies and gentlemen, Mary Magdalene is one of the famous personalities, great personalities you can learn from. She was a convert. Demons had come out of her. Maybe she was one of the girls who was screaming in the front. Demons, seven demons. Sometimes when demons are coming, they, they speak. They mention names. And then they come out. One, two. She followed Jesus and she loved Jesus very much. Love is a very good thing to have. So, when you are serving God, you must serve him with love. Because God responds to love. Because God is love. You like love, don't you? That's why we go to weddings. God also likes lovers. And Jesus loved his lovers. And Mary Magdalene was one of them. Alright? So, decide... That you are going to be one of the lovers. Now, people who love God are given certain things. One of the things they are given is the blessing of closeness. You see, the blessing of being close was given to two people in the Bible. Daniel. You remember Daniel? He said, the angel came and said, thou art loved greatly. You see, God really loves you. And what did God do for Daniel? He gave him visions. So all those great visions in the book of Daniel are given to a lover. Someone who loved, was loved by God greatly. The second person, similar, was John. He also was very close to Jesus. Now, I'm, not, I'm talking about closeness beyond just being a member of the troop. And that, that can be your story too. You don't have to just be a member. You can be even closer than a member. And John was given, yeah, thou art greatly beloved. Look at it. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth. I'm come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Of course, it's somebody who really is loved and loves who will be shown secrets. What do you think? Those who are not so loved, you'll be shown general things. You are moving higher today in Jesus' name. Alright? Now, Daniel was given all these things. Now, John was given the revelations. So, the whole of revelation. Now, remember how John used to call himself in the book of John? The disciple whom Jesus loved. <laughs> by the way, it was his own writing. By the way, he, was, he, was, he was writing it anyway. The one whom Jesus loved. Yes. Whom Jesus loved. Yeah. The one whom Jesus loved. So, when you are loved greatly, you are given visions. Now, Mary Magdalene, a woman. So, all ladies can join. Now, what did she do? Did she destroy Jesus' ministry? If you love a man of God, you will not destroy his ministry. Yeah, so, oh, I really, I really love the man of God. 
then you would you would not sleep with him or destroy him. Yes. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you didn't do that, if you do that, you spoil his. You don't love him. You are his destroyer. His blood. That's what the Bible says in Revelations 18, the last verse. The blood of the prophets was found in that woman. Their lives and their ministry and everything was found in that woman. Are you there? In her was found the blood of prophets. So Mary Magdalene does not commit adultery with Jesus. But she loved him. Rather. Okay. Now. After loving him, how do we know that she re- God also really loved her back? By the visions that he gave Mary Magdalene in letting two angels appear. And then after that, Jesus himself appeared so real that she thought it was the gardener. Many of you have had such visions before where you see somebody so physical. It's not like a movie on a screen, but physically the person is there. And you are talking to a person in your room. Charlie? Meanwhile, Peter and the official appointees were sleeping in their rooms and their houses on Easter Sunday. But this lover had come all the way to look for a body. You see, there is not someone who is looking for anything. Because when someone is dead, that is where you even see people's loyalties. Because when the person is dead, you can't get anything from the person, can't give you money again, can't promote you, can't uh, give you a job, can't do anything. It is when a person is dead, that is where you even see people's loyalties. It's when a person is dead or someone is very poor or nothing, or a child. That's where you see the loyalty because he can't do anything in return. Has nothing to give you back. So now, Jesus is now dead and gone. And that is when her her love has even risen more. She has come to the graveside in the morning. Wow. So, Mary Magdalene is to be commended. And I tell you, you can never know why God blesses some people till you know their heart. Yeah. Till you know their heart. You can't know. And I want to encourage you to be a lover. Yes. Now, those who were officials had to listen to her. Officials have to listen to those who are lovers and who are close. Yes. Read it and see. She went, the Lord said, go. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord. And that he had spoken these things to her. All the officially appointed. The day that I appointed. Okay, you are Peter, Apostle Peter, John, this, 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 this. All the officials were there. This unappointed, unofficial. You see, it's, it's called the kitchen cabinet. Yeah. You know, in every country, there's an official cabinet. Then there's the kitchen cabinet. Those who really are the cabinet. Do you think for one minute that the Council of State advises the president? (laughs) Something that they lobby. 
They lobby for, you have to take one person from Northern Region. You have to take one from here, one from here, one from All these people have voted and brought in. Do you think they are the ones who advise? There are some people in the kitchen who are advising. You will be one of the powerful people over there. Amen. Amen. Wow. Personality number three. Peter. And they returned from the sepulchre, Luke 24 verse 9, and told all those things to the eleven. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and other women that were with them which told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales. And they believed them not. Then arose Peter and ran unto the sepulchre and stooping down, he beheld the linen clothes laid by themselves and departed wondering in himself at that which had come to pass. So Peter, for to his credit, is the third great personality that I want to talk about. I can't talk about all of them, just seven of them. And he, to his credit, listened to the women. Do you see? Who were closer than he was. Yeah. So you have to listen. You see, whenever you are relating with someone, you have to know how to relate. You see, don't make a mistake. On Good Friday, I was teaching, I was saying that when you are with an important person who has decided to do something, it is better for you to agree with what the person is doing, even try to see how to help it to happen, than to come up with a new idea. In the same way, when you are working with important, any important, it's important to know who is important. Because even though these people were not appointed and no officials, he, she knew more. She was giving more revelation. That's a fact. We are all here. They have to listen. Peter, I've said I've seen him. And up to today, we are all listening to what Mary Magdalene came to say. She saw two angels and she saw Jesus like a gardener. We are reading it across the whole world in billions of books. It is written. And you can't, you can't escape it. That's the only vision, surviving vision of Jesus rising from the dead. It is Mary Magdalene's vision. If you like, say you will not listen to it. Be there. I said, be there. So you must learn who is important. Don't create your own importance. And say, this person is important, that person is not important, that person is important. No, it is who Jesus has chosen to appear to. That is the important person. That's why I listened to Kenneth Hagin. Because Jesus appeared to him eight times. Yes. And when God has chosen to speak through somebody, it's important to listen to what the person is saying. Many times I'm working in the church, I tell people that, look, in, although it may, I may not be so wise, in my small church, eh, what I... What I say is very important. This, this small area that I am, what I'm saying is very important. You have to listen. You may have other revelations and so on, but you've got to listen. Yeah. And when people don't realize how they must listen at a certain point, they make a mistake. When people are even trying to relate, they're trying to relate with the wrong person. You must know who, who is important. When you go to your workplace, you must know who is important. Whether they are official or unofficial. 
Today, the president, you will see that there are people who never hear their names in the, in the news or see them anyway. They are more important than some people that are officially there. Yeah. Higher and more powerful who never read their names. <laughs> yeah. There are people who used to play drafts with the president, who used to play chaskele with the president. Do you know chaskele? It is African golf. It's a chaskele with whatever. Those are the parties of the person. There are people that you can't say, you say Mr. President. You will never call the president president. Say, ah, you president. I should call you president. Chale, ah, chale. Chale, chale. Yeah. So, you must be careful. And Peter was wise to listen to this woman whom you know. The next person is Cleopas. Cleopas. You see, you don't know Cleopas. You thought you knew all the people I was going to mention, but now you see you are hot. Luke 24 and verse 13. We learn something from Cleopas. And behold, two of them that went the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, three score furlongs, 30 furlongs. Eight furlongs is one mile. So that's how long? 3, 8, 24. 3 miles and uh, 3 and a half miles. How much is that in kilometers? It's a lot. <laughs> and they talked together of all these things that had happened. And it came to pass as they communed together that Jesus himself huh, drew near and went with them. Wow. But their eyes were holding that they could not know him. Jesus was walking. They were now three. And they were chatting. And he said to them, what manner of communication are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad? And one of them whose name was Cleopas. One of the two men walking on the road to Emmaus was called Cleopas. Answering said unto him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Have you not known the things that have come to pass here? And he said, what things? And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mightily indeed before God and all the people, how the chief priests condemned him to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that he should have raised from the dead. Then he continued speaking to them. Then he said to them, O oh, fools! You see, when somebody, even a stranger, starts to tell you you are a fool, you should look at him twice. Something should occur to you. Oh, slow of heart and slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into glory? And beginning at Moses, he expounded to them all the scriptures concerning himself. And they drew nigh to the village where he went. And as he, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is evening. And the day is spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass at meat. He took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. And their eyes were opened. And they knew him and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, You are going to have visions. Did our hearts not burn within us while he talked with us by the way? And while he opened to us the scriptures? Wow. 
and Mark 16 verse 12. And after that he appeared in another form. And to two of them, as they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it to the residue, neither believed they them. So, Cleopas is one of the Easter personalities. Alright? And one of the things you learn is you have to recognize Jesus when he appears in another form. Put that scripture there. Verse uh, 12. Alright? Verse 12. After he appeared... After that, he appeared in another form. Underline it. Jesus is appearing in another form to you and talking to you. You must be able to recognize Jesus when he appears in another form. So sometimes a little child will be talking to you. It's Jesus who is speaking to you in the voice. Sometimes... I may be preaching and you see that your heart will begin to burn within you. Yes. Sometimes somebody you don't even, you don't even think as an important person may be speaking to you and Jesus is speaking to you through that person. But you see, the problem is when Jesus comes in another form, look at it, he appeared to them in another form and to two of them, they couldn't recognize him. So maybe you are expecting Jesus to come as an American white man. Maybe you are expecting Jesus to appear in a tree speaking Ghanaian. You are not expecting Jesus in a half caste. You are not expecting Jesus in a woman. When he comes in another form. For he appeared to them in another form. Many times I have heard Jesus speaking to me through people. Person speaking, and I said, Wow, what you just said, Jesus was speaking. I could see that God was speaking. He says, Did our hearts not burn within us as He was speaking? You know, sometimes you can, you can sense that God is speaking. God is speaking. God is speaking. You must recognize Jesus. I said, Otherwise, your life will never be supernatural. When will you recognize Him in heaven? You'll be dead by then. We need supernatural things here and now. Did my heart not burn within me? One time I was listening to Kenneth Hagin preaching over the same tape over and over and over. Hey, you people, if you want to benefit from messages, you have to listen to the same thing over and over. Yeah, over and over and over. Especially the one you like, you just listen to it. Repeat, repeat. You see, you wanted either to sing that song again. Yeah. Because you wanted to soak it in more and hear the words in the song. Because before you realized the song was finished. Yes. Are you listening? How many will recognize Jesus if he comes in another form? If he comes in the form of an Indian, will you recognize him? If he comes in the form of a Nigerian, will you recognize him? A Ghanaian may say, No, I'm not expecting a Nigerian Jesus. Ah. If he comes in the form of a Chinese man, will you listen? Don't let your ministry or your life go down because you don't recognize Jesus when he comes in another form. I've recognized Jesus in another form in Ghanaians. I've recognized Jesus in another form in Nigeria when he came in a Nigerian form. I listen to Nigerian pastor preaching all the time. 
all the time. Jesus, God has shown me things in Nigeria. It's all the time. It's not, it's not uh, once in a while. I've listened to, I've seen Jesus in the form of an English man. When he came in the form of English, not American. I've seen Jesus in the form of Asian. Through a Korean. Jesus spoke to me. In a Korean person. When he comes in a different, or in a woman. A woman. I tell you. <laughs> not a man. You see, some of us, we are so, you don't even know. But certain people, if Jesus appears to you through them, you may say, mm? Where are you from? By the way, where are you from? What? And that will be it. So, decide to be open. I've seen Jesus in Asian, American, English, African, Nigeria. Different, different. Yeah. Long time ago, I told someone, I said, move of God, highest move of God, go to Nigeria. I've said it many times. But I've carried all my pastors in a bus to Nigeria. Hey, people, when you see a certain form, you don't recognize Jesus anymore. That's why you see me in Ghana, many people don't recognize me because I came in the form of a half-caste. And half-caste are treated as foreigners. I go, Brony, right, go, hey, Lebanese man, go. That is how they, they treat us. So people can't believe all the people that are listening to me. They, they, don't, they don't recognize me all these years. I've been here preaching. When they started to listen to sweet melodies a bit, then they said, wow, we didn't know that you were listening to all this preaching. Hey, where we can understand this preaching. <laughs> when it comes in a different form, it confuses people. Yeah. And soon you are going to see young boys as bishops. And you see, some people will be confused. Ah, we are not used to a small boy bishop. You see, this is your problem. This is your problem. You see small girls as bishops, lady bishops, small girls. You say, what? A woman is saying, yeah. Look, if you were, I took you on a cruise. How many would like to go on a cruise one day? Raise your hand. You see, you don't even know what a cruise is, but raise your hand. It may happen to you. A cruise like a ship. And let's say you fell off the ship into the water. And somebody runs with a rope to throw it to you for you to catch the rope. The other person throws the rope. You look up and you say, ah, Is it a woman? I don't catch ropes from women. I don't hold ropes from women. I only will receive ropes from men. Take, take your rope. I, if it's a woman, I'll never receive that rope. You are drowning. A woman is throwing the rope. You say you don't receive woman's ropes. Your mouth like a, a, this thing. Uh, will you ask the person what country are you from as you are throwing me a rope? It won't matter at all. So from today, whether it's whatever form the person appears to you, open your heart. There are times I've been standing with people that we are chatting, and I hear Jesus speaking. I've learned to be careful. Rejoiner had a vision when he went to heaven. The Lord told him, if you are sensitive, you hear me speaking through people around you. He said, if you are sensitive, you hear me, you hear my voice through people around. Wow. 
How many personalities do you have? For number one is who? Pontius Pilate, number two. Mary Magdalene, number three. Peter, number four. Number five, Joseph of Arimathea. Mark 15. Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went in boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Jesus. Hallelujah. And when he knew it of the centurion, he gave the body to Joseph. And he bought fine linen, took him down, wrapped him in the linen, laid him in a sepulcher, which was hewn out of a rock, and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulcher. That is why Joseph of Arimathea is remembered. Because he was bold, even though he was a rich man and an important person. He was bold about his identifying with Christ. Especially when there was nothing to gain. He identified with the dead body. Who is going to, who is going to, what are you going to get from it now? But he went in boldly. And then he treated Jesus specially. He used his money you see, those are you can see that is mentioned. I mean, even you don't know if I ask you mention the disciples of Jesus, you will forget some. But Joseph of Arimathea, a businessman who you may have discarded as being powerful, he is always remember. Look at what he did. He took fine linen, huh? Fine linen, wrapped him, got a special place for him. Treated him. So, what is the use of the body? The body is dead now. They took some special. It's like special care of the body. Took a special grave, special thing. Honor, even for his dead body. You see, that shows you how valuable and precious person is to you. And he used his money. Yeah. So, when the time comes for you to use your money for the work of God. Or to honor God's servants. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. It will be remembered. It may be you you may join the ranks of higher apostles because of your money that you, you use. Yeah. You know, Regina had a vision where he saw the thrones in heaven and said, to his surprise, businessmen and some other guys were even politicians, some of them were in the thrones. Go and read it, chapter three of the white throne. You see, where he saw thrones, then he mentioned he said, Women, there were a lot of women, different kinds of people there. Mothers, young people, business, politicians, and pastors, missionaries. It was not only missionaries. <laughs> Amazing. And look at this guy, Arimathea. Just the care that he took for the body of Jesus, it showed how precious Jesus was to him. And it's never forgotten. It's never forgotten. He, I'm sure he wiped the blood. I'm sure he wiped the blood and cleaned him. Huh? Wrapped him, protected him. He wrapped him instead of carrying the. If a prisoner dies, they throw them in a public grave, naked, mass grave. And he was protecting him from embarrassment. He's a very precious person to me. That is why his name is mentioned up till today. When the time comes for you to honor. God's servant, you will be remembered. You see, it's interesting that the people who are remembered are these odd fellows. Mary Magdalene, Cleopas, I mean, Joseph of Arimathea, such characters. Because it's like in crisis, you see people's character. Yeah. 
Good times, you don't see people's character. But crisis and difficulties, that's when you know who is who. Who is who appears when there's trouble. <laughs> I said what? Who is who appears when there's trouble. That's where you see people's fear. You know, when people can fight over a dead body, it shows you that they are committed. Because the person is dead, they can't get up and say, Hey, Charlie, the love you showed me when I was dead, in fact, I'll never forget the love that you showed me when I died. You know, come, I want to make you this. No. There's nothing. He's dead. He's gone. What a, what a beautiful commitment. Joseph of Arimathea. Tell somebody, you know, one day, tell the person, that you, one day when I'm a rich man, I'll be bold about Jesus. And number six, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Mary's sister. I want to link the two of them. Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Jesus' auntie. Jesus' aunt is the person I'm talking about. Jesus' auntie. I don't know her name, but Jesus' auntie. John 19, verse 25. Jesus' aunt. John 19. Now, there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister. <laughs> that is his auntie. His auntie was there. Wow. So today I'm talking about Jesus' auntie. That's the sixth personality. Jesus' auntie, auntie, whatever. Huh? Antichrist. No, no, Antichrist. Ah. Somebody give me some water. Somebody is playing here. Fire this. Stand up. Stand up. What do you mean? There's another person somewhere. No, in this church, if you make a mistake, you'll be pondered. It's part of membership. Some people in this area are not so happy about what I'm saying. No, it's true. Some people in the area here. Like they were not happy when I said that. that, that Spray something small in this area. Okay. Now. Jesus' auntie is one of the key personalities in this uh, resurrection. Why? Why do I say so? You know, there are some people eh, when you come to the church, none of your relatives join. <laughs> like you are here alone. Your brother will not join. Your sister will not join. Your cousin will not join. Your, even your husband, your wife like, cannot, will not come. Yeah. Your nieces, your relatives, nobody comes. None of your family is here. But not so in the ministry of Jesus. His mother was a member of the church. And in addition to that, his mother's sister, that is his auntie. So I want you to have in mind that your relatives must also be here. In the house of God. Don't just be here alone and leave all of them to go to hell. Where are your relatives? 
Yes. Where are the relatives? Where, where, where is your sister? Where is your brother? Where are the cousins? Where are those you grew up with? Where is your mother? Where is your mother's sister? Where is your father? Where is your father's sister? Where are the relatives? Your stepbrother, those from the house. You don't come to Christ alone without relatives. Even Jesus, his brothers, James and others, they all joined. You can't just walk around alone without a people around you. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Your roommates. The people in the house. You come alone and you leave them to go to hell. Huh? Is it right? It's not right. So Jesus was standing by the cross. And who was Jesus' mother was standing by the and who else? Jesus' mother's sister or Jesus's is that not Auntie, your mother's sister? Not Antichrist. No, but you must be careful. And then this guy, this guy, I think, give him something to drink. Tell your neighbor. I'm coming with my sister, my brother, my mother, my mother's sister, my cousin, my brothers, my sister's children, my house help, everybody. You know, Derek Prince, are you listening? Derek Prince, he married a woman who was 25 years older than him. That was his beloved. Now, all things are possible. Listen, all I want is a Christian girl. I didn't say how old she must be. All I want is a Christian girl. Okay. Now, this woman had a a funny testimony one day. She had a maid in the house. And one day, the maid started crying uncontrollably in the house. And you know what the the maid's problem was? The maid said that so many people have been coming to this house and you have told them all about Jesus. But me, you have never said a word to me. I've been with you all these years. You have never said a word to me about Jesus. And the maid wept. And that was when his wife led her to Christ. And had, she said, well, she was explaining that she had decided that she wouldn't force anybody or whatever. But it's not about forcing. You have to be here with your mother, your mother's sister, your mother's brother, your father, your father's, your grandfather. Everybody must be here. Charlie, 
Charlie, Charlie, shout for Jesus. Who is your first personality? Pontius Pilate. Second personality? Mary Magdalene. Third personality? Peter. Fourth personality? Cleopas. Fifth personality? Sixth personality? No, no, let's make it Jesus' auntie. Yes, Jesus' aunt. Yes, Jesus' aunt. Jesus' direct aunt. And the last of my seven great personalities is John. John the Beloved. Wow. John 19, verse 26. Now Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved. Hey, John, there he could write the things. By. <laughs> you know, at first I thought it was in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But I went to check Matthew, Mark. None of them writes the one who Jesus loved. It's only in John. <laughs> claim the claim. But I believe it's true. It's the word of God. And the disciples standing by who is loved. And he said to his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Verse 27. And then said he to his disciple, Behold thy mother or thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto his own home. So you see, what do we learn from John? You see, you can be in the church. The church will be so much in you that it becomes like a biological thing. Yeah. So close as now. The mother of the Savior is now my mother. Yeah. And you see, you watch and see in this life, you will see there will be more than one person that have to be a mother to you. More than one person that has to be a father to you. More than one person that has to be a brother to you. Yeah. So you need to embrace God and the church. Those of you who are sitting here like islands. Are you an island? We are all connected. But you see, some are not getting deeper. From today, you are getting... Chale, Jesus, Chale, Chale, Jesus look around to see my mother cried that I am leaving behind. Who at all can I put my mother into? In whose hands can I give my mother? And he look, he look at Peter. No, <laughs> it's not even around. It's not even around. It's not even around. Peter had to read, read about the cross from the Bible because he wasn't there. He didn't see it. He had dashed. Huh? Is it not amazing? How many are going to be closer? How many like closeness? You see, the people are in, 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 uh, down there. They don't like things. Okay. How many like closeness? Yeah. 
try to me when I work, I become close. There's like a family. Yes. All my children. You know, yesterday I was with my friend Reverend Steve Mensa. He was telling me that we were talking about a church and a church. He said, Look, the the children that you are pastoring, he said he said he said you can see that you love them. It's not something you are saying. He said, I, you, anyone can see that you like them, you love them. Yes. That's, that's the key. It's not just, I mean, saying words. They are children. They are all my children. They have to do well. Yes. Yes. And he said, you can see it. He said, you can see. Yeah. All these children. Some of you, you are here without love. And when you marry without love, it will not going to be easy. Because very soon they will realize that you don't love. All I want is a Christian girl who is growing and loving. Flowing. Loving. Nice. Mood changer. Decide to be one of the close, becoming close people. Yeah. Don't stay as an island. Don't stay as an island. John had become so close. He called himself the one whom Jesus loved. And then number two, Jesus himself appointed him to look after his mother. He said, look after my mother. I'll see you in heaven. Wow. You are going to be one of the Johns of this life. Amen. Yes. It's a blessing. And it's John who wrote about love. Love, love, love is of God. God is love, 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 love. He's the one who God showed the book of Revelation. See how heaven is like. Come and see my room. When somebody shows you his room, it means that he has brought you there's nowhere again to bring you to. You have brought you to the room. Ah, where else will you go? You are going deeper in Jesus' name. Amen. Lift your hands. Any negative personality of Easter, you will never be like that in Jesus' name. Any positive personality, receive an impartation of that characteristic in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet and thank God for his blessing of his word of these seven wonderful great personalities who are imparting a good personality to you that you are going to remember for the rest of your life. Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are here, want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Pastor, pray with me. Help me to know God. If you are here like that, lift your hand like this. I want to pray with you as we come to the end of the service. You want to give your life to Jesus. Raise your right hand like this. God bless you. And come to me. Come. Come from where you are standing here. Come to the front. And I'm going to pray with you. Come all the way quickly. Quickly. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, 
please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to you. Say, I give my life to you. I'm sorry for my sins and my mistakes. Please write my name in the book of life. I don't want to be like Pontius Pilate. I want to be like Jesus. I want to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I want to give you one of my books. Here you are. God bless you. Be blessed. It's a blessing. When we close, all of you who are holding this book, come to this side here. There's another blessing for you over there. Amen. You may go back to your seat. God bless you. It's time for us to receive Holy Communion. Amen. You may be seated. Brothers, sisters, we are and our lives have just begun in the spirit. We are broken for our salvation. Father, as we come before your table at this time, we ask that your power be administered to everyone here through the broken body of Jesus Christ. We receive miracles, healing, salvation, and many, many blessings that come through the stripes of Jesus Christ. We receive healing Thank you for this great blessing. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. The body of Jesus Christ. sins are, whatever your mistakes are, through the blood, they are wiped away today. Receive complete 
clearance of your sins by the power of the blood of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Now the reason for judgment is taken away from your life. Yes. The reason for your execution yes. is taken away by the blood. Yes. The reason for your punishment yes. is taken away by the blood. May every poison in us be neutralized through this blood. Amen. And may total healing come into every life through the blood of Amen. Jesus. You are covered and delivered from all forms of evil Amen. by the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. your hands for your blessing. I hear the word life. Receive life. I receive it. Into your life. I receive it. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I receive it. Receive life. I receive it. Into your life. Every bullet that has targeted you, every bomb that has targeted you, every accident that has targeted your blood, I cancel and abort all such experiences. Jesus, thank you for your blood that is flowing now over everyone. Yes. A divine covering of divine feathers is ministered over your life today. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be delivered, be covered, be protected. Whatever could not happen to Jesus when he was on earth, when people attacked him to kill him, but they couldn't kill him, so shall it be in your life. No one trying to kill you can succeed from today in Jesus' name. When Jesus was in the boat, about to drown through an accident but it couldn't happen therefore it cannot happen in your case in Jesus name you are declared covered from all types of accidents in the name of Jesus be set free by the power of God begin to enjoy food without scarcity oh yes Abundance of meat, abundance of fish, abundance of vegetables, abundance of vitamins, abundance of all things you are going to eat without shortage from today. Receive divine blessings in your wallet, in your purse, in your bank account, in your car, in your house. You are declared overflowing. You are declared overflowing. You are declared overflowing. In the name of Jesus, receive that blessing right now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. 
see tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10-9 Central on ABC.